0: This is BetMGM MGM Tonight. Tonight. Uh, Join us for live sweats. Uh!
1: Yes. Let's
0: go, Kansas 80, State. That five. was a big balls three. 30 you might as well on big balls, balls thing up three. Now Instant reaction.
2: This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece.
0: And maybe a few regrettable decisions.
2: Oh, he's got bust written all over
3: him. Goody Kent sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5'340 and he's Tristis height. I'd take him.
2: You know what you shouldn't have done? bet on the Wizards. Yep.
0: Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu.
2: The Knicks are up 67-58 on the Cavs. Eight minutes to go in the third. Knicks, five and a half point favorite. Still live total down slightly, to 12 and a half. The Rangers are all over Arizona right now. It's 5 nothing in the top of the third. Rangers have runners on first and second. It's... The dream is going to be dying, guys. It's it's over for Arizona. Yeah,
4: the team that started us so hot Looks like they're going
2: to win the whole thing. Plenty of, plenty of baseball. No, play. no, there's not. It's over. It's plenty done. Ball. It's, done. Ball. it's done. It's done. Whatever. I didn't actually bet them tonight, but I really wanted to see that story at least. I was kind of rooting for this team, so it is what it is. Alright, we bring on Sam Vassini. The Athletic covers the NBA, and uh, I, I guess it's it's pretty, it would be dumb of me not to mention the biggest story in the NBA today, and that would be James Harden. Well, I guess it's today. It's yeah, it was early this morning. God, I don't know. At this point, it just feels like it's been the longest day ever when it comes to this thing, which I'm sure for you as well, especially considering that you're in Australia right now. Uh, just let's go big reaction first to where we are, Sixers, where we are, Clippers, right now. Because to me, I feel like everybody has maybe a slightly different take on you know what the Clippers gave back, what the future is for the Sixers, what the future is for the Clippers. So where are you on the overall big picture from what you've now seen with this?
5: Hey, guys. Yeah, I would say that the big picture is the Clippers are trying to win a title right now, and James Harden represents a real way for them to get better. This is a team that needs real playmaking, and it needs a stronger point guard, in my opinion, who can be more of a shot creator for himself. So what James Harden is going to bring to the table is the ability to create easier offense, especially in the moments where – one of Kawhi Leonard or Paul George isn't on the court. So Kawhi and Paul George, obviously, throughout the course of their run with the Clippers, have missed a lot of time. And I think that the biggest thing that going out and getting James Harden does is it minimizes how disastrous it is for the Clippers offensively when one of those those two guys misses games, right? So if you now have James Harden who can come in and be, whatever you think of James Harden in the playoffs, That's fine. You know, he has more than earned any skepticism that people have for him in playoff settings. It's a guy that can come in and be a 20-point, 10-assist guy. We just saw him do it last year in Philadelphia and be a high-level playmaker and distributor who lifts their offense in the moments where Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are out of the lineup. And hopefully getting James Harden allows you to – Keep them out of the lineup a little bit more often and hopefully get them to the playoffs healthy and at their best uh, peak physical condition
4: one of the reasons that this trade almost didn't get done Sam is because the Clippers were just not willing to let go of Terrence Mann Terrence Mann not exactly like the youngest dude I think he's 27 Uh, from from your vantage point what do they see in him Terrence Mann that kept him out of that hardened trade
5: Yeah, so I've always really liked Terrence, even going back to Florida State. And I think what they see in him is a guy that can be a genuine dribble pass shoot player who's a well-rounded fifth option on a court around stars, right? And those guys at $10 million, which is right around what Terrence Mann makes for both this year and next year, those guys are pretty hard to find. They're a little bit harder than what people think. Now, like, did I think it was, like, somewhat ridiculous on its face that Terrence Mann was seemingly the piece that was holding up a James Harden deal? Yeah, I do. I think that at the end of the day, I probably would have tried to do it the way that they ended up doing it, where it seems like the Thunder, you know, gave up one of those picks back to the Clippers. The Clippers gave them back, like, a pick swap kind of thing uh, in order to facilitate this deal – I think that that makes more sense than giving up Terrence Mann, given that Terrence Mann is a guy that has proven in the playoffs that he can help you. Uh, but look, I, I understand that on its face, when you just look at it from a 50,000-foot view, it, it looks pretty stupid. I get it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if if Daryl Morey was the one doing the, this deal because it looks like You know, ownership was who was involved, Josh Harris and and Steve Ballmer getting on the phone. Does this deal happen? Is it done today?
5: I think yes, because at the end of the day, what it seemed like Daryl Morey wanted were the two draft picks and to get off of the P.J. Tucker deal in a James Harden deal. So with that with those goals having been accomplished, I think, yes, this still would have gotten done, and I think that, you know, owners are always involved when a deal of James Harden's magnitude happens, right? So, I look at it in, I look at it as the Sixers are trying to gear up in order to go get another star, be it this offseason when they have, you know, all of the cap room in the world, even with being able to retain Tyrese Maxey or maybe during the season, if the right player comes available. Right. And because Tyrese Maxey has broken out in the way that he has, he's averaging 30 points a game. He looks phenomenal. I think that they have some time to be a little bit more patient in how they approach going to get a star. But really this was all about the assets for Maury and for the Sixers, I think. So all they, all the matter here was getting the assets, and they got the assets.
3: Sam, when you look at the Western Conference, obviously this all comes down to matchups once we do get to the playoffs, and we haven't been able to see the Clippers yet with, uh, obviously, James Harden. We haven't even been able to see the Suns fully healthy with, you know, Durant, Beal, and Booker. But who do you think matches up the best against a team like Denver? Because, I mean, it seems like so easy just to back Denver to repeat as champions, but you watch them. I know it's early on. They just look as good as they did last year. Who do you think matches up the best out of those three veteran teams, uh, both L.A.s and then Phoenix?
5: Yeah, I think definitely Denver is, like, the unequivocal favorite right now. If I had to pick one of those teams, you know, I'm intrigued by the Clippers just having an immense amount of wing depth to be able to throw at the Nuggets. Just insofar as they have Zubat as a big body, they can throw at Jokic. They can try and slow him down in some way, shape, or form, and then hopefully – you're in a circumstance where Contavious Caldwell Pope is guarding one of Kawhi or Paul George and then you can maybe get like a real size advantage there to be able to score. I, I honestly like I think I'm like grasping a little bit. I think Denver should be the very clear favorite. But if you made me pick one, I think I would match wise, I'm intrigued by the Clippers. We saw the Lakers last year, which really like kind of turns me off of that potential matchup. I think the Lakers still the team I would bet on to be the second best team in the West just because of their defense and I think that once Austin Reeves maybe gets a little bit of rest uh, he might be able to come in and be the guy that we saw in the playoffs last year for them and once their team coalesces and you know all of these guys that they brought in from Torian Prince uh, to Jackson Hayes to Christian Wood etc be able to come together I think that team's going to be really really good defensively and offensively along with Anthony Davis and LeBron James so I would probably still take the Clippers just in terms of a matchup, but I, you know, the Lakers to me are like the number two team in the West still personally.
2: Talking to Sam bet BetMGM tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at most improved player odds right now at BetMGM and Tyrese Maxey is the heavy favorite. Scotty Barnes, Cam Thomas are behind him. Cade Cunningham. I still love him at 10 to one. Are we, like, we've kind of already... I feel like we've gotten to the point where... And most improved player is kind of weird in terms of how players can win it, the types of players that can win it. Is Tyrese Maxey in a position now where he's obviously going to get even more minutes, more shots, more opportunities with James Harden gone in Philadelphia? Is he somebody that you think still has the potential, the chance to actually win this award? Or is he kind of already shown, like, the guy that like has taken that next big step to win most improved already?
5: Well, I think that his step came this season really like he's averaging 30 a game if he goes out and averages 26 27 a night over the course of the full season I think he's going to win it because the narrative is going to be behind him as the guy that oh they were able to move James Harden and set themselves up for the future because Tyrese Maxey improved so much right Uh, I like the Cade Cunningham idea I think him at 10 to 1 is a really good idea but honestly like he's probably would have been pretty close to this good last year. It's just that he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Scotty Barnes I think has a real chance to be successful. You know, you're right. This award is so strange and bizarre just in terms of the guy that like I think I've seen this year who's like taking the biggest leap from where he was last year to where he is now is probably like the Hawks, Jalen Johnson, where he's gone from being like the ninth man on the team to now he's probably their third or fourth best player in Atlanta uh he has no chance to win this award I think because he doesn't have a big enough name he's not going to put up like the immense number of points that Tyrese Maxey is but Tyrese Maxey's already averaged 20 it's just that the narrative is going to be behind Tyrese Maxey so I, I get annoyed by the most uh, improved player award, mm-hmm. typically. I think it's a little bit frustrating to deal with. Uh, but I think Maxie is probably the guy that will win it just because unless he gets hurt, the narrative is going to be there that he was the guy that they were able to move James Harden uh, and build around.
4: We had you on right before the draft. We were talking to you about the Brandon Miller scoot two-and-three scenario. I don't know if you're seeing it, but the Scoot slander is getting ridiculous. Meanwhile, Brandon Miller looks pretty damn <laughs> productive off the bench. Uh, in your opinion, why do you think Brandon Miller has been so much more productive early than Scoot, and and like, what is your take on whether we should be killing Scoot this early?
5: Yeah, so I, I think Brandon's in an easier spot right now. Uh, he's not being tasked with running an offense he's being tasked with uh being like the secondary guy out there who is creating offense as a shooter and as a floor spacer uh he's done a good job getting out in transition and i think brandon has played super well so far uh he played great in the fourth quarter of their opener and i thought that his first half last night against brooklyn was quite strong but it's coming waves for brandon like i didn't I think he played super well in the second half last night against Brooklyn and you know, his first three quarters of his opener were quite poor. So it's gonna be hit or miss for all of these rookies. For Scoot so far, I think it's been a lot more of a miss. And the only reason for that I think is because he's being tasked with running an NBA team as a teenager. That's really hard. You go back and you look through some of the best guards in the league. Lamella Ball was like a clear negative player. Uh, You know, Darius Garland was like one of the most negative players in the league, uh, value-wise, as a rookie, just because it's really difficult to do this. It's really, really hard. I thought Scoot played super well last night. He had 11 points, seven assists, four rebounds. But more than that, like, he defended. I thought he screened super well in moments where he got an opportunity to do that. I think Scoot played really, really well last night. And I think that a big thing for him is just going to be slowing down the over. He looks like overstimulated and like over aggressive right now. Like he's fouling everybody. Like he's averaging like five fouls a game right now. And it just feels like everything's coming at him really quickly. Once that slows down, it's very clear that he has the athletic juice. Like he's separating, he's getting to his spots. It's just that everything's coming fast, and there's not a there's not a uh, you know a replacement for experience, right? So once that experience comes, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I've, everything I've seen so far says so it's just it's just experience for him right now.
2: Sam, we still got about 90 seconds or so here. We're watching the Knicks up 14 on the Cavs right now in the third quarter. Can either one of these teams maybe jump into that third spot in the East behind the very top-heavy Eastern Conference with Milwaukee and Boston, obviously the clear co-favorites right now to win the East?
5: Look, I think those two are definitely going to be your top two at least. Uh, You know, Cleveland, I think, is in a weird spot. Like, they played a lot of the kids in this game against the Knicks like Imani Bates got uh, got some run like just Craig Porter got some run there momentarily they just need to get healthy as much as anything and get you know Jared Allen fully back integrated and you know get their guards uh, well situated for success like once that happens I feel pretty good about Cleveland being a great regular season team if only just because they have uh, they have the great defense mixed with the shot creation plus they have a real floor spacer in Max Strews. I think the Knicks are very very well situated too to be a good playoff team. If Tyrese Maxey is this, Philadelphia is well situated and you know they could end up being the three seed but I don't think anybody's going to break into that top two at least personally.
2: Sam Vicini, the athletic host of the Game Theory podcast as well. Really appreciate you giving us the time man.
5: Yeah, no worries. Anytime guys. Thanks, Nick's guys. up
2: seventy four fifty nine right now. I, Tristan Thompson's still in the league. It just blows my it's mind. Nuts. Look at him get out there again. It's just like he's come full circle back to Cleveland.
3: Yes, he has. Hey, when you guys talk most improved player, you make sure to throw out one name and one name only. Josh Giddy. The slob wizard. The slob wizard? <laughs> yeah. Th- that is so crazy.
4: It was the craziest thing I'd seen. I even texted John Hollinger, and I was like, that's the most insane thing you've ever said on Twitter. And then and then later, like maybe sec- six hours later, Josh Giddey said that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. He goes, slob, slob wizard is insane. Is insane. Say, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, that's my guy though.
4: <laughs> I Sideline, love that team. Out
3: of bounds, I watch watched I know. every
2: game. I've watched every Thunder let's Game. Let's just so not far.
4: call it slob anymore and let's <laughs> not add wizard to it.
2: That's my boy though. I think at this point it sticks. It kinda is what it is. It's bet MGM the night.
0: The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight, presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL.
6: The one thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life and Jake's life, and Alex's life, and downtown Mike Brown's life, and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road at the Seattle Kraken. Now, I get into bed and, like, attempt to fall asleep last night. At the end of the first period, the Kraken are up one nothing on a goal by my guy, Yamamoto scores, and the Kraken take a one nothing lead uh, against the Avalanche at the end of the first. And I fall asleep. And I wake up maybe around like 1.40. And I know because the first thing I did when I, when I woke up was look at my phone, see what time it is, and immediately go to NHL Goals and to check my score app to see what the final score of the game was. And I saw that the Avalanche had come back to win the game 4-1, which meant I had won my parlay, put my phone down, and tried to go back to sleep. So we're officially in like that part of the calendar here. If you're on the East Coast especially, where, hey, like you're betting West Coast games, you might not be able to stay up, and then you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, you just wake up, You gotta, maybe there's a noise, you gotta go to the bathroom, whatever it is. You got to wait till the morning to find out if you won your bet? Of course not. You're picking up the phone and you're checking. So I had yet another one of those last night, and the NBA starts next week. So, I mean, we are big time here now, Ken, in this season, in, like, middle of the night, check my phone to see if I won my bet season, and I absolutely love it. (laughs)
7: Jenks, if you could have one brand uh, sponsor you, what do you think that brand would be?
1: What brand would sponsor me? I don't know, some sort of bourbon or something probably. That's that's what I'd go with. I don't know. I'd have to think about my favorite bourbon. You know, just throw it out like, oh, that's a good one too, Matt. I would either be sponsored by McDonald's because I love the McRib and I'm passionate about the McRib. Or maybe like Woodford or some sort of just solid bourbon. I don't know. I feel like that's right in my wheelhouse. A fast food sandwich from McDonald's or some booze. (laughs) I think that's perfectly in line. What about you?
7: I'm not sure I was thinking about this. Because so much of like marketing and brand management is about awareness. Mm. I'm not sure if I have it. Like, I feel like I am so different in so many regards, like maybe like a healthy smoothie place. I don't know. Uh, smoothie I do I wear a lot of Lululemon, but like, I don't think I'm like cool enough to maybe represent them. But the reason I bring this up is because mm-hmm. it feels like we have the perfect partnership in the NFL between Kirk Cousins and Coles. Has there ever been a better brand deal with somebody who is extremely self-aware that he dresses like a dad? Have you seen somebody sure sponsored by Coles? Like they look right up his alley. And I took my hat to him.
1: I actually have not seen these. This does not shock me at all. It's actually perfect. Perfect guy. Right. I will give Kirk Cousins credit enough. You know, and you you mentioned it, which is at least he's self-aware enough to know. You know, that's the worst. People just have no self-awareness at all, and they'll dress a certain way or act a certain way, and they just don't see why what they're doing or what they're wearing is ridiculous. But I think this is Chef's Kiss.
0: If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
2: I'm so proud of my Knicks right now. Going into Cleveland up 15 after the third quarter. How about that? 83-68 as they wrap this third quarter up.
4: I man, Donovan Mitchell's going to score 30 tonight Uh like I had. All twos
2: though. Uh, yeah.
4: All twos. Like it's ninety
2: two all over again. It no, is, I love yeah. to
4: see it. Oh, I need three and a half threes for him over Central Michigan, Northern Illinois over. Nice. Even in the snow,
3: love to see it. Little Even. Tuesday night action to build that bankroll a little bit, I need it. Ooh, do I need it?
4: You can tell Ryan a had a bad had a, had like <laughs> took a bullet to the to the abdomen, and he's bleeding out because he's talking about words like building his bankroll. I have
3: not heard
2: him well, say that in a long time. I was a big
3: dumb dumb last night, guys. What'd you do?
4: Took the wizards. No,
3: well, yeah. well, that was dumb. I mean, that was dumb, but that was a free bet at least. So I had the teaser come was home. was it
4: free. It wasn't free.
3: It was a bonus. It was that was only a hundred dollar bet. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> the big loss was what was I doing with the Raiders? Even though they should have covered, that was not the right side. That was never the right side. But Jimmy Garoppolo connects with Devonte Adams, and that cover comes home. Yep. And the teaser comes home. I should have just left it alone. All I needed was the Lions to win by two. They're clearly the better team. And what did I do? I messed around and I played some Raiders plus seven. Then I got to the casino at Bet MGM National Harbor, MGM National Harbor, and I did it again.
4: Took some more Raiders props.
3: So all my money that would have been coming home gave some back. And uh, then today.
4: How much did the teaser pay out?
3: Um, I won like 500 bucks off that. That's
4: pretty good. You Minus dig, dig 135 of, odds. Yeah, dig out of a hole a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
3: not terrible. The problem was I had to buy all new tires yesterday for 600 bucks. <laughs> See, and then I look yeah. and it's so October 31st, laid. meaning tomorrow's November 1st, which, A, first of the month, shout out to Bone Thugs. B, parking comes out. And, and rent. And rent, yes.
4: Rent is kind of probably big. Yeah, than than I don't
3: parking. mind paying rent because, like, I get to, like, eat, sleep. But
4: parking
2: pisses it's roof me off a your head. Yeah. It's a big
3: deal. Yeah, I should just be able to, you know, show up to work like everybody else in the United States of America and park for free. I
4: told you you could park in that lot with me.
3: I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you know what, I probably should. There's been a, there's been a lot if of. Uh, your problem is, is even if I have to cancel, I have to pay this month. Because trust
2: me, That's, I tried. You might as well. it's you try. One
3: thing, like I hate paying.
2: If it's not one thing, it's another. It's, you know what it's you did?
3: Game there. Pass, it's League Pass. I mean, I'm, I'm still paying. Like I had to call MLB Network. I'm like, what are we doing here? Or my, um, my package. Forty Pause. bucks Pause. came out. Forty bucks came out. And I'm like, what the hell? Like all these games, like there's no baseball being played right now. What am I, what am I paying for? Did not did you get, get your money back? plays. No. Oh. But Would I did say? cancel. I cancel for the remainder. I feel of the like season.
2: you're the guy. I see these commercials for these apps that will find all of the subscriptions you're paying for oh, and yeah, help roll you cancel up or them. Whatever? I feel like you're the guy that has subscriptions. He has no idea he's paying that's for. That's me yep. as well. Yep, I got OnlyFans money coming out. Well, that's fair. Did you guys see,
3: by the way, um, that Joe Smith, former number one overall pick in the NBA draft, former Terp, I believe, right? Yeah, Yeah. former Terp. He found out his wife had an OnlyFans. He Mm -hmm. didn't even know. Mm -hmm. What world are we living in? Uh, It's a new world. Your wife doesn't
4: know where you spend your money, and so why do you need to know how she makes hers?
3: Yeah, what if I... (laughs) (laughs)
4: What if you woke up and you realized, Amanda, while you're at the IHOP, you're standing in line in the buffet, and you're like, is that... Is that your OnlyFans account that you're looking at? You're commenting back at some dudes? Yeah. I would react probably worse than
2: he did. Yeah, I think that's a. Uh, and then she then she got a video of him getting mad about it and put that on the internet.
4: I didn't like that, that was somebody else. I think.
2: No, that was her. That was her. That yeah. was her. Oh, that's yeah. some shady stuff ish. Yeah. Yeah. That's content.
4: Content. 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 That's
2: a, yeah. And let me tell you something. If your whole marriage is nothing but content, we've seen that before. It's called reality TV. It doesn't end well. Ask Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson. Didn't work out well for them.
4: Or Kanye and Kim.
2: That was another one. Let's go down the list. There's a whole bunch, guys. We could be honest with
3: ourselves. There's a bunch. Shout uh, out to Kim though, man. What a smart businesswoman she is. Oh, I love her Skims so much. Skims being the yeah, uh, official the NBA. partner
4: of the NBA. And
3: WNBA. I All love she to see has it. to do
4: is just give them a call and they say, yes, it'd be nice to be a celebrity. Any idea that you have, you can just partner with Pretty the much.
2: league. I know there's haters out there. Or just throw your name on it and have somebody yeah. else build whatever the idea is for yeah, you. Yeah,
4: let's put my name attached to it. Kim will always
3: be my number one. I don't care. I love her. <laughs> right behind the list. Ooh, I like Kylie too, but Kim, Kim will no, you, always you be my number like one. You wouldn't like
4: Kylie if you were watching, you know, pre two thousand
3: and sixteen. Well, no, well, no, yeah. No, there's let's, no. let's
2: let's come oh, on. No. now there's
4: a lot of no. there's a lot of surgery that's <laughs> involved in that face.
2: Allegedly, <laughs> no, you also I, the I whole mean, like really... growing up and becoming. She had my lips, an and now too. she ha-
4: now she has like Taylor Rooks's
2: lips. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I love Kim,
3: though. I always have. And I love that show, guys. Not going to lie. I like Keeping keep up with,
4: with the Kardashians. <laughs> you like to keep up with the uh, Kardashians?
3: Yeah. My favorite season was when we had Chris Humphreys, remember? And yes. I was like, I kept saying to Amanda, I was like, there is no chance they're really together. Like, he came out of nowhere. He
4: did. Nobody knew about him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even a, a famous player.
3: Kanye almost had Jay uh, drop him from the team. So that he just stole her away. <laughs> what a world we live in, man. It they, is. They, it like, is something else. Lamar Odom. There's been a lot of characters on that Well, show. I
2: mean, listen, we're watching one out there right now. Tristan Thompson. Well, he's not on the floor now, but he was. Hey, he whatever, was. As
3: long as he's not the backup center for my basketball team, I'm fine
2: with <laughs> That's it. right. He was playing for the Bulls. Yeah. God. Yeah. They All suck. Right, we got some injury news. We got some line movement around the NFL. Let's take a look at where everything's gone since it opened for this week.
0: Is he gone? For how long? How does this affect sides? Totals? props
1: it's time for another installment of
2: market movers the best it's very dramatic. The
4: absolute best.
2: Who's ready for Will Levis against Kenny Pickett on third? I actually am excited Same. about this game. Kenny Pickett has said that he's going to play. Uh, Minkum Fitzpatrick is going to be out, though. Tennessee is a three point dog. Ooh. The total is only 36 and a half in this one. I kind of like the Titans and what. I have not said that once this year. But watching what Will Levis was able to do against the Steelers defense and a Steelers secondary, that is uh, sus. At most. or at at, Right. It is. It just has that feel of like Will Levis is going to take the NFL by storm for like three weeks, and then it's all going to start to level out after that. Two and a half now,
4: Nick. It's moved already. Oh, well, see, even more
2: movement. Even more. Yeah. See, I would only play Tennessee at three. Yeah,
4: stay. You know what I mean? Is it ever coming back? I don't think so. Everyone's excited about Will Levis.
3: I feel like, okay, so primetime, we've had two straight favorites cover in blowout fashion. Well, not blowout fashion. Last night, there could have been the back door for the Raiders. But Sunday night, Chargers were the public side. They beat up on the Bears. Last night, the Lions were the very public side. Didn't matter. They cover against the Raiders. So that's telling you, like, in my mind, this is what scares me. Because matchup-wise, I know that the Steelers aren't a great football team. Um, but, man, George Pickens literally leaped over a man. He's so fun. Um, And on the defensive side of the ball, when they're not getting pressure, we talk about this every week, right? When they're not getting pressure, the secondary and the pass defense, bottom 10 in the league, when they are getting pressure, top 10 defense, I just think with a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, road start going against Mike Tomlin, I I would have to at two and a half play the Steelers. I feel like we could get um, some short fields. There could be like two to three turnovers Mm -hmm. in this game for a rookie quarterback, like TJ Watt and that defense out there. I don't know, man. I know it's Vrabel. That's what I hate about this. It's like the two ultimate ultimate dogs. Like you got um, Tomlin at home with a pass defense going against a rookie quarterback, but then you have Mike Vrabel going against Kenny Pickett. I'm a little
4: concerned. I actually think the, the 36 and a half is a a wild even on a thursday night a wildly low number you saw what will levis did and the connection that he and d hop already have and you've got derrick henry there and listen like the steelers might have jumped up defensively in some of the nerd stats but they're still allowing a bunch of yards through the air i could see us getting some points 36 and a half is very low
3: yeah i mean especially with like two inexperienced quarterbacks if Pickett goes and yep. if not it's trubisky and i could see some short fields i could see some turnovers in this game and the steelers i do think that that secondary is going to get a little bit better yep like joey porter jr is eventually going to be your shutdown i corner. like him a lot i do too you know and, and that's a tough position to play as a rookie not everybody's sauce gardener right away um yeah i don't know this this one has kind of i don't know what i would do i would only do tennessee at three and if i wanted to do pittsburgh i'd do it right now at two First and a half, half. Total, Problem is it's minus one fifteen.
4: First half total is seventeen and a half. I'm gonna have to go reverse trends and take the over. Seventeen and a half feels way too low. Yeah. Wow. Yep.
2: Yeah. You well, know, we also have we talked about all the different um backup quarterbacks that played this last week, right? Like half the NFL. We're gonna have more. Jaron Hall is gonna be starting for Minnesota, unless, of course, it's Joshua Dobbs. I, I mean don't I don't
4: know Jaron Hall.
2: I that's the, like I don't BYU legend. Oh, yes. Do we assume that Joshua
3: Dobbs, (laughs) who also would still be a backup? I mean, I don't know. He's he's a kid. We'll see if he's any good. I don't know that Dobbs is going to be able to,
2: like, just step in there this week. is it then Jaron Hall? And then you're also going to have Clayton Toon starting for Arizona. Like, we're going down deep into the well. It's like somebody in a 16-team fantasy league that's desperate to start a quarterback. And they're just trying to throw anybody in there at their starting quarterback in a bye week where they're just loaded with, like, a whole bunch of bye weeks.
4: That's me in my sleeper dynasty league. (laughs) Uh, I have Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett. So it's been a rough go for your girl. I've had to start Josh Dobbs like oh, three know. consecutive weeks. I would suggest not starting him this week because
2: I don't think he's going to be out there. No, I mean, I don't maybe. Know.
4: I don't know what I do. Let's see if I have anything We available. also have
2: Tyler Bajent back out there, I guess, for Chicago again, too. Think of these starters. Clayton Toon, Jaron Hall, Tyler Bajent are going these. to be starting quarterbacks for the In the NFL in week nine look at the defenses
3: they're going against right clayton toon is going to be going against the cleveland browns so i know they've given up some explosive plays the last couple weeks but good luck good luck running the ball and then good luck dropping him back 25 plus times in that game who are the rams starting at quarterback at lambeau field against the packers will it matter i don't know i think the packers actually win this week but i wouldn't lay, i wouldn't (laughs) lay three at minus 120 which is what bet mgm wants you to do right now and then you have badgett going against um oh the saints who are starting to figure some things out yeah, offensively. They are. I'm telling now, you, guys. here we go. Feeling good about Don't Chris. Don't count Alave. out Derek Carr. All it just took was yet. a little arrest and he's actually showing up for my fantasy team. No, but I mean, um, there's some bad quarterback situations. There's some bad matchups, but then we also get some good ones, right? We get bills, Bengals, We get Cowboys, Eagles. I can't wait for that game. I know it's scary. And I just put him number one on my, uh, power rankings. Probably going to play Dallas at that field goal right there. If we got to three and a half, I'd like it even more. Um, Man, there's some really good games. Chargers-Jets. Not the sexiest game, but that's a big game. The Jets big are now 4-3. and three. They're at home. Chargers have a little bit of momentum. They're 3-4 and four right now. I mean, that's a huge game for the Chargers. They have to get to 4-4. Four and four. I would argue, like, if Brandon Staley's job was on the line against Chicago, his 9.5-point favorites, his job should be on the line. Granted, it's a road game, and the Jets have a good defense. Like, you have to beat Zach Wilson. He was so awful. They had no business yeah. winning that game against the Giants. None. Zach Wilson None. looked... Like crap. Maybe Moraz was right. Maybe he shouldn't have went on vacation with his girlfriend. Maybe he should have been studying the playbook. These ball. guys are outraged. I know, I know. But that take. Then I watched those three quarters, the first three quarters, and I'm like, you know what?
2: There is something Sean to be said for being prepared. Like there, there is something to be said for you know, you're, this is like this is you kind of playing for your career it's a little like, bit. It's an opportunity. Yeah,
4: you know what? And it's also like, listen here, Zach Wilson. I had planned going to Paris, France. Uh, and then you know what? Sometimes your little vacation plans change. Because why? Because you need to be prepared to be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. My Jets.
3: Your Jets. Your right? Jets.
4: Aaron Rodgers is out. You're playing for damn your lamp life my right now. You need to tell your little chicky baby, we're not going back to the crib and doing a little pumpkin hunting. Because yeah. guess what? Uh, I thought I wasn't going to be starting, and now I am. And I'm going up against the Giants, and I'm going to get killed in the media if I lose.
2: I Look, Zach Wilson is who he is. Yeah, I think is. We, we we kind of realize that at this point now. But that yeah, that that Chargers Jets game. I mean, listen, the Jets are four and three. This is this is a team that now is they're sniffing the playoffs. Sniffing. They're thinking about it, and they're they're hanging on. And if Aaron Rodgers is able to at least lightly throw the football now and put some pressure on that oh. Achilles already. I mean, we're seeing it's him like move Rocky. around. He's not jogging. Get in strong. Now. As, as crazy as it all seemed, I guess this Achilles Factory that he's rehabbing at in, in L.A. It's insane. It's it's working. I do wish though.
4: The Achilles Factory sounds like That's what they they're calling steal it. Yeah. people's steal people's ligaments. When they wake up in a bathtub <laughs> with their like with their Achilles sliced, and they've got stitches, and they're like, "Oh, I've got no Achilles now." Yep, good luck. You now have your Achilles was... inside of Aaron Rodgers.
3: Do you guys think that Kirk Cousins joined the Achilles? Achilles party? Because you know how Rogers and J.K. Dobbins were rehabbing together? Rogers talked to him. Um, Rogers said today that he talked to Kirk Cousins. I'm sure they're probably watching Tucker Carlson right now talking about how the earth's flat and whatnot. Imagine those two together, man. Rehabbing
4: together? Insanity.
2: Yeah. If if this works, if this whole thing works, like if Kirk Cousins can come back quicker too, wherever this place is, whatever the surgery is that they're doing, I, I was reading a little bit about it today. And then I just went right over my head. Like there's a lot going on. Oh, but yeah. Whatever it is that they do, there's like a blood restriction thing they do at first. Oh so you yeah, yeah. They like work out it. more on it. Because what it's... happens
4: when you b- restrict the blood and then you you work out and that like creates because when, when you work out that pumps blood in. Yeah. And then as soon as you take the rubber band you out, an extra it releases of blood. more blood, which increases oh. the white blood cell count, which increases healing.
2: So it's like the concept of like when people say like putting your feet up. Yeah. You ever seen that where like you put yes. your feet up if your legs are like exhausted you re- your feet like above your head for like ten minutes and you drop it down all the blood flow go okay so it's that Except kind for of the, concept. your
4: body creates more yeah. blood because yeah. you're restricted. And then as right. soon as you take okay. the rubber band off, it's like...
2: Shoo. You explained it a lot better than what I was reading, so this Doc- is good. Paging
4: Dr. Crick. I, paging Dr. paging Crick. Dr. Crick. I do Dr. wish Crick.
2: Dolphins Chiefs wasn't at 9.30 in the morning. Eastern time, of course, for people on the West Coast. I'm sorry. It's 6.30 a.m. for you. I would prefer that game to be on at a normal time. I'm going to be honest. You know what I did in that game today, you guys?
3: I bet the under... Uh, actually, last night, I, we talked about this with Pat. I bet it at 51. It's only came down to 50 and a half. Mm-hmm. I just feel like early morning, that's going to be a hard adjustment. I really like that Chiefs defense, and Mm -hmm. I think the Dolphins defense is finally going to start looking like we thought it was going to look the first eight weeks of the season with Jalen Ramsey back and Vic Fangio kind of getting more familiar with these guys. Not saying they're going to be like top 10 or anything like that, but I think this might be a lower scoring game. I think everybody's going to hammer the over. You're going to think, you know, those two offenses, and I think it might be, I could see this being like 21-17. You know what I mean? Wow. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we saw, like Bills Dolphins Week Two last year when everybody bet the over. Granted, it was like 130 degrees on the field that game. I, I also want to see what the weather looks like here
2: and what the offensive line for Miami looks like That's too. the other. Thing. They've got some health issues there right now. Teron Armstead, I guess, is his 21-day practice window is going to open this week. So there's, there's that. There's help on the way for Miami when it comes to that. But yeah, the travel is, uh, travel to Germany. It's not even in. It's London too. It's, uh, it's Germany, which is even more, I guess, complicated. Bet MGM tonight.
0: The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight, presented by Bet MGM, live from BetQL.
8: No, and I um, I was talking to a couple of folks about this, and I think Drake may even with the loss, Drake may look better in that loss than Caleb looked in his his loss, and the big thing for me when I'm watching these games and and, and and I'm looking for advancement right I'm looking for development um and I just I, I don't see him getting better I see him doing a lot of the same things and now that teams have a bead on it they're making him make mistakes and now that he's making mistakes there's frustration and you can see it on the sidelines and that's the whole deal so when I look at him, I think may, has an opportunity to push, but I also think Penix, a guy who I said should be the front runner for the Heisman, Penix has an opportunity to push as well. And so with Caleb Williams, we also have to go to the NFL, right? And so you got to look at what Lincoln Riley's done, and he's had Kyler Murray. I don't, I'm not giving him Jalen Hurts. I am gonna I'm gonna leave Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I am I am gonna leave him at Alabama simply because there's no other Oklahoma quarterbacks that are squatting 700 pounds. That's Bama built. So I'm gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baker Mayfield also as a top pick. And both of those guys, one's been around the league. He's already been around the block in Baker. And then the other one, his own team does not want him to play in Kyler Murray. So I think kind of the shines come off the apple with Lincoln Riley. And you watch him, how frustrated he's been getting over the course of these games and not being able to get stuff done. I just don't, when I watch Caleb Williams play, a lot of it is out of phase, a lot of it is out of the structure of an offense. And to be in the NFL, You've got to play within the offensive structure. Drake May plays within the structure of that offense. Do I love that offense? Not exactly, but he still plays within the structure of an offense. It's not all improv. And so I think that's the difference here. And yeah, there's going to be somebody, you know, whether it's like the Colts with Anthony Richardson that are going to take a gamble on someone that's willing to play that, that makes their best plays without with it outside of the structure of the offense. But I think Drake May is now becoming more of a Drake May and Michael Pinch are becoming more, um, they're bubbling up from everyone I talked to from an NFL standpoint because they play within the structure and they find ways to make plays. They know when guys are supposed to be open. They understand where the plays are made instead of everything else. They, they can use the auxiliary, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing are, is teams want guys that can still play within the structure.
7: I think we need to set Mm -hmm. some parameters for roasting people for their bets because I'm not going to lie. Last week's teaser was absolutely terrible. I don't think I hit a single leg in it, which is fine. And at the end of the day, it counts for one bet. So people are saying, oh, all of your takes were terrible. Listen, if you lose a parlay or a teaser by one leg or four, Mm -hmm. it does not matter. It counts the same but there is nothing worse than people who come on after the fact and say all of these picks were terrible well you have to say that before the game starts or else you just look like a monday morning quarterback because obviously anybody can come in after the game and say oh you should have picked this team (laughs) so can we set some parameters for roasting people's picks i say if you don't roast somebody before the game starts you shouldn't be allowed to roast somebody at all
1: yes if you roast someone after the fact, you're a loser. You know why? Because anybody can do that. Anyone. Anyone can say, oh, I'll just wait and see how this plays out. And if you win, I won't say anything. But if you lose, I'll troll you. That's just, that's, that's lowbrow thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do that.
7: Also, if you're going to provide generic fifth grade insults, I'm not going to acknowledge you because it is one thing. If you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, I have a problem with your line of thinking. This is wrong. And I think you need to consider this other than just somebody simply commenting wrong. Like that's (laughs) the worst. Like you can't even argue with these people because I will follow up and say, "Okay, what exactly about my handicap? Do you disagree with?
0: Ryan, Trista and Nick are back on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network presented by (laughs) BetMGM.
2: And no, it has nothing to do with the World Series because Texas is up 10-1 on Arizona right now. Trista and I, and a couple of props, were sweating. Are you sweating anything right now, too? Are you yeah, good? so
3: I'm looking pretty good on the under in the game. It's 204.5. Yeah. Uh, and it's 203.5, and, and it's minus 140 to the under. You did oh, yeah, talk well, me in into me. Mitchell Robinson rebounds, though. I did, Mitchell did. My Evan Mobley, uh, under 31.5 PRA, looking pretty damn good. He's got six points right now. He does have double-digit rebounds, but I'm expecting First him. First off. In fact, I think he's out.
2: I'm going to defend myself here. Yeah, Mitchell good. Robinson had seven rebounds in 22 minutes. He hasn't come back out on the floor because the Knicks are up 20. Yeah,
6: I'm concerned. He's, I don't
2: think he's coming back out on the court with four and a half minutes to go. I'm i I'm I'll be honest with you. I'm really furious. I hate this about props more than anything. Just put him back out on the floor. I, even then, I don't think he's going to get three more rebounds, so I'm screwed. And you're screwed, too. And it's my fault, and I'm sorry. But I was in the right spot. It's okay. This was the right way to go. Seven rebounds in 22 minutes. It's okay. It was the right direction.
3: Luckily, um, 2-0 in Maxion tonight. We'll get the Mobley prop. We'll get the under in the game. So
4: 2-0? What was the other one?
3: I had um, the under. Uh- well, actually, you know what? Let me just shut my mouth. Yeah, It's 24-7 to 7, Toledo over Buffalo right now. There's 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. It was 21-7, to 7, three minutes into the game, and the total went up to 72.5. Now we're back to where we belong, but it's off the board right now. So we're looking pretty good on the under there. Should
4: have taken the under at 72.5 live.
3: Uh, the live total in Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, I bet the over in the low 50s, it's 67.5 right now. Oh, so wow. the over hits there. The under is looking all right uh, in Toledo. Oh, yeah, it's back up. It's 47.5. So we're getting five points of value. So fingers crossed right there. Then in the NBA, I want to add one. All right. So it starts in 26 minutes. Spurs are six-and-a-half-point dogs. No Brad Beal. No Devin Booker tonight for Phoenix. Total's 225-and-a-half. Wemby's dressed as Slender Man. <laughs> he has not went over his blocks. I'm going to continue to play the turnover props for Wemby. Yep, me too. But I'm also going to go with over two and a half blocks for plus 250, which I found off uh, at BetMGM, of course. So, Wemby over two and a half blocks plus 250.
2: So, I have a prop in that game that you're going to hate, because I know you hate him. Over two and a half threes for Grayson Allen. Oh. He's going to get a lot of time. Yeah, he is. You have no Beal. You have no Booker. He's – and I have, don't have – Chucking. He's been, he's been absolutely chucking for – I mean – I, want, he, I think he's gone over that number 12. Hold on, I'll have it in front of me in 5, 4, 3. Okay, uh, 3 last game. He was 2 for 4 the game before. So, But the, this number has obviously gone up now because you're going to have more names out in this and he's gotten more minutes. Yeah. So I, I'm. that was plus money, so I did it. I'm not telling you to tail me on that because clearly the first plus money prop that I gave out should have hit, but they won't put him back well, in the game.
3: What do you just think about the point? So he's obviously starting tonight with Eric Gordon. This is kinda why I like the Wemby blocks. If we're gonna get the two and a half home, you I mean you got a bunch of munchkins out there. You got Eric Gordon, you got yep. Grayson Allen, KD obviously, you got Nurk. Um oh you know what? What am I overthinking here? Let's see Nurk's rebounds.
2: Tonight. Eric Oh, so I looked at that too, so that's that's an eight and a half or I think it's actually nine and a half. I just worry about him getting in foul trouble. I worry about blowout factor in this and game. there's that.
3: Although, I mean, like, do we trust Phoenix to win this game by seven, seven and a half, eight points without Booker and uh, Beal tonight?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the Spurs. Also, Eric Gordon assists just two and a half. Had four last game against Utah. Wow.
4: I like, like Eric Gordon a lot. I have him over 15 and a half points.
2: Mm-hmm. Gordon still can quietly go out and get you some buckets at yeah, this point in his career still. Yeah, he. Can. And he's going to get a lot of time because the the report is today now. Bradley Beal and Devin Booker, according to Frank Vogel, the head coach, quote, "No real timetable for them to return." And so it begins again. This is insane.
3: I want to see it so bad. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's my only issue with the NBA guys. I love it, but I, I just want to see the guys play. Damn it. That's why I'm like, let's just get to Christmas. Let's get to the playoffs. Let's get to Christmas. You know what's funny is like <laughs> the – like si- a kid. I never played around with this. I clicked into the signature section over at BetMGM for this game to win the tip. Nurk versus Wemby. Nurk plus 180. Wemby minus 250. <laughs> There's a thing called the double bang. Eric Gordon to make two consecutive three-pointers is 100 to 1. Um, Kevin Durant to make two consecutive three-pointers, 11 to 1. These are crazy. The Rick Barry, Kevin Durant to not miss a free throw in the game, minus 200. Keldon Johnson to not miss a free throw in the game, plus 170. Wow. The prop market's insane.
2: I know. You can. I mean, you can cook up anything now at this point.
3: Eric Gordon to make a 30-foot three-pointer is plus 375. <laughs> Grayson Allen to make a
2: 30-foot three-point field goal is plus 650. Ooh. I don't think he – he likes to stand in the corner a lot more, though. Buzzer beaters, though. Well, no, that's true. I guess there's that. How
3: about this one? Eric Gordon, it's called Splash Bros, trademark. Eric Gordon <laughs> and Katie each to make four plus three-pointers is 12 to one. Wait, say it wow, again? Really? Eric Gordon and Katie each to make four threes is 12 to one. Eric Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, kind of like. I mean, like... I'm not going to play it. Yeah, but like out of, I mean, there's. How about this one? Last question for you guys. All right. Because I like the value here. 10-plus made three-pointers in the first quarter is plus 1250. The what total in the get? game is 225-and-a-half. Do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game? I mean, you got a bunch of chuckers.
4: Yeah, I mean, San Antonio's defense is abysmal.
3: And look we at the starting lineup. They want yeah. to chuck. You it's know. Gordon and Grace and Allen. Yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to play it really
2: soon. Field goal to be made at the buzzer real in any small. quarter. Yes. Plus 130. Yeah, real Kevin small. Durant to score 50 points. Only 11 to 1. I actually want more than that. Yeah, I want way more than That's that. That's not good yeah. enough for right. me. Especially
3: against the Spurs. Yeah. Like how many minutes is he going to
2: play?
4: Well, exactly. That's what the reason that I took him out of my parlay is because I had him to have 25 points or more, but if he ends up sitting in the third and fourth quarter because they're blowing out the Spurs, he could have 22 points. That's not absurd. This is what I have. Victor Wambinyama, one block. Eric Gordon 15 and a half points over, Keldon Johnson 5 rebounds, and then our man Devin Vassell to mm-hmm. get 20 or more. That's what makes the prop, that's what makes the prop parlay really get boosted as Brad would say, friend of show, seduced by the juice.
2: Seduced by the juice. Plus
4: 625. I could use a I could use another hit. Guys, oh, yeah.
2: the Knicks officially have the deepest players of their bench in the game. It's over. Oh, the under's going to hit at least. <sighs> Mitchell Robinson is not coming back. He only played 22 minutes. It was uh, still Mitchell, the right 26 side. 26
4: points I'm only. Going,
2: I'm going right back to it again. Oh, All yeah, two's... he went under. Mitchell went under his. I'm okay. still going back to Donna or Mitchell Robinson again.
4: R.J. Barrett, 16 <sighs> points. 15 does come home.
2: You know, you know it's a blowout when Ryan De- Archie Diacono is out there. Oh, yeah, That's it's a, hard
4: to name to say. There's
2: yeah, a bull legend. Number, big number 51 right there. His brother's still no, there. No guard should wear the number. No player, period, should wear the 51, let alone a guard.
4: Looks like Malcolm Brogdon finally changed his number from 94 to 11. They yeah. were like, stop that stuff. Yeah, I, I hate don't when players wear those
2: ugly numbers. It's just the worst. Yeah, Can't man, stand man, it.
4: Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know how he found the number. He sh- scraped a, a real number somehow out of the dumpster.
2: I, you know I I no guy, some guys do this well uh, other than playing for the Celtics the Celtics have retired 165 numbers so at this point you're gonna have to kind of make up some numbers as you go but it's like these guys that are at the end of their career you know they're just like yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna pick a random number here or it's Eight. like a, I feel like Malcolm Brogdon that was a protest yeah it like, was. I don't really want to be here
4: 94 ugly number it's the year I was born yeah
2: is that really the year I was born mm-hmm. I don't even know it's okay it's just that's lazy dumb very dumb uh, it's though. very very dumb he
4: switched real quick
2: yeah I thought you can't switch once you I mean. I don't know how that Maybe work.
4: Maybe when he, there's like a grace period when you go to Maybe. a new team or something. Maybe. Maybe he never had that number and he only had it in the preseason. I don't know. He was 94 and now he's You're right. 11.
2: Maybe it was a preseason and then like spring training in baseball or yeah. something like that. How do you guys feel about our magic tonight? I don't know one guy over here is in yeah, on I'm it. I'm betting the magic tonight. Yes. I don't know how I feel
3: about it against the Clippers. Um, still no official lineup yet. I'll uh, hit refresh here. I'm talking myself into Wemby, four blocks, plus 650, by the way. Are you? Yeah, I found it. You're Wem- really Wembley in on this. Sl- Wemby, four blocks, plus 650. Yeah, I mean, I can't, wait to, watch- Is I that can't the sl- wait to watch this game. I'm going to
2: bet, like, 20 bucks. It's, it. it's, the really sl- small. it's the Slender Man special well, event, I feel like
3: he's going to have, like, a 10-block game, and I want to be a part of it because I bet his blocks every single night, and he has not went over it yet. The turnovers do continue to go over, <laughs> and I love watching them. Um, all right, so we do have an official. All right, so uh, James Harden's out. He's not going to play in this game, obviously. Right. Man's out. Um, I don't know if this does anything for you Man's guys. He's out
4: for what? Josh just like Primo's out. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker out. So we get Russ, Bones Highland, Paul George, Kawhi are officially in. Last oh, big this. Russ
4: game, folks. Everybody mm-hmm. take some Russ props. Why are Kawhi and Paul
3: George both playing? I always like, whenever I handicap uh, games against the Clippers, I always think, okay, there's
2: no chance in both October of both of playing. these guys are going to be out and there. They are. Tonight. I guess yeah. they could leave in the middle of the game hurt. Knicks win officially, by the way, 109-91. has I ask so a dumb Knicks question? Cover, I, did, I did have Knicks minus three and a half. There you go. Do Russ and Harden both start?
4: No.
3: So it'll be Harden, Harden and Bones, and then Russ comes off the bench?
4: Maybe it'll be Harden, Norm Powell. No, it'll be Harden, PG, Kawhi, somebody at four. Who would that be?
3: Well, right now, they go
2: Kawhi at the four. You got Zubac. Then you would
4: put Zubac at the five. Maybe you put Norm Powell at the two. You put PG at the three.
2: But then that ruins Norman Powell's chance to win six-man of the year. I know. But then we get odds for Russell Westbrook. Here yes, we go again. Yes, yes, Another chance for your guy to win six-man so, of the year. I don't so, think you
4: can start Bones, unfortunately. While we were
2: talking no. with Sam
3: and he agreed that he thinks the Clippers would be the biggest threat to the Nuggets, I found there's some prices out there. 14 to 1, there's a 16 still. This is the win. Um, I played it again.
2: Clippers to win? Yeah. 16-1. to 1. You you know what it is? It's 14-1 to 1 right now over at BetMGM since we did the interview. You truly do love pain. Yeah. You love pain. I just like good prices. They got, a lot,
4: they got rid of a lot of their depth, those clips. Yeah. Kenyon mm. Martin. You get rid of Marcus Morris. You get rid of Nick Batum. Those are all – you get rid of Robert Covington. I'm not saying they're, like, high level, but they played a lot of minutes.
2: Well, the depth has been one of their biggest strengths over the last few yeah. years. I mean, really, the whole Kawhi era. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've had. I mean, we had what two years ago, where they were a. Uh, f- was it two years ago, three years ago, where they were five hundred team, and because you didn't have Kawhi the entire year yes, and Paul George, so they got ago? to the playing tournament. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were forty-two win team with that. I mean, or forty-one win team. That was and
4: then. Then Paul George got COVID, and they missed. the that was And that, was it.
2: And that yeah. was it. So yeah, the losing your depth is. I mean, that, look, that matters, especially when you have guys that miss a ton of time. But I just don't. What I like I, about I can't him. buy into the Clippers, man. See, why I can though
3: it. is because Kawhi is just when he's right in the playoffs, I don't think there's many better two-way players. This is true. I mean, he's just got that uh he's got that clutch gene. He's got that dog in him. And got Paul George, when he's right, he's a scorer. He's a bucket, and he plays really good defense, and he could rebound. And uh James Harden. Every once in a while, he'll give you a 40-point game. I don't need that with the Clippers. Just facilitate. Run the so offense. I don't know what Russ is. I don't really know what Russ is going to be, what his role be. should is going be a point guard. Be. He's going to yeah. be the hustle
2: guy now. Yeah, he's he the is. hustle guy off the Problem bench. Problem
3: is, he doesn't want to be. He wants to be OKC Russ. He said that.
2: So uh, I mean, he, he can maybe do it off the bench. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it just, he kind of feels like the odd man out a little bit again. Yeah. Really does. But I, if I'm the Clippers, I'm still making this move over, like, what it's going to mean for Russell Westbrook's minutes. So there's that, but I don't know. I just don't buy it in this team. I, I really don't. 37-24, by the way, Central Michigan. Do over you buy NYU. into Wemby to have seven blocks plus I do not. Plus don't do it. Don't do it. Final hour coming up. It's MGM tonight.